This is Tom Hatton with an Irish short take from the book A Culinary History of Iowa. And the first article we're going to read from the book is entitled Exploring Iowa. Located in the heart of America, Iowa is the land between two rivers, a region of the Midwest distinguished by a surprisingly rich, diverse cultural and culinary history. Between the forests of the eastern United States and the grasslands of the Great Plains to the west, Iowa's gently rolling landscape extends westward from the Mississippi River, which forms the state's entire eastern border. The Missouri River forms the western border, making Iowa the only U.S. state with two parallel rivers defining its borders. Rivers were the early highways, bringing explorers, trappers, traders, and settlers to the Iowa prairie. Centuries before the Europeans arrived, however, various Native American tribes, including the Sac, Fox, Sioux, Iowa, Nisquaki, and others, lived, hunted, and farmed across the region. The meaning of the name Iowa depends on who you ask. Traditionally, it has been described as an Iowa word, meaning the beautiful land. Although others say that Iowa itself is the French spelling of Ayuawa, a name meaning sleepy ones, a name given in jest to the Iowa tribe by the Dakota Sioux. Living off the land to find the food and farming traditions of the tribes like the Iowa, whose history is carefully recreated at living history farms in Urbandale. Iowa farmers raised corn, beans, melons, and squash. Women did the farming in the Iowa culture, while men were responsible for hunting and making tools. Iowa families were subsistence farmers, raising just enough for their family to survive throughout the year and having a little put away in case of a bad year. The Iowa had separate summer, winter, and traveling lodges. Bark houses called Nachachi kept the Iowa cool during hot summer months, while winter mat houses called Chakiruta, made from layers of sewn cattail leaves, protected the Iowa from harsh winters and stayed around 50 degrees inside. While traveling on hunting expeditions, the Iowa lived in a Chibothraji, or teepee, made from buffalo hides. Their villages also contained sweat lodges, food drying racks, cooking areas, work areas, hide scraping rocks, pottery pits, and gardens. At Living History Farms, historical interpreters at the 1700 Iowa farm discuss hunting, hide processing, fur trading, tool making, gardening, food processing, and the roles that Iowa men and women played in each. Interpreters used both recreated bone and stone tools and reproduced trade items to perform daily tasks. By the era of the 1700 Iowa farm depicted at Living History Farms, the first Europeans had seen the land that would become Iowa. Had history taken a different course centuries ago, Iowans might be known for their unique brand of French cuisine with a distinctly Midwestern flair. In the late 1600s, European explorers began paddling up and down the Mississippi River, passing along Iowa's eastern border. The first to visit Iowa were Frenchmen. Louis Joliet led a crew accompanied by Father Marquette, a Catholic priest. In 1673, the expedition arrived in the area that includes Pikes Peak State Park near the Iowa town of McGregor. It would be almost 150 years after Marquette and Joliet sailed along Iowa's eastern border before white settlers began moving inland to farm Iowa's incredibly rich topsoil. In the meantime, trappers and traders began exploring the rivers that fed into the mighty Mississippi. 
the French established some trading posts that would grow into Midwestern cities, including St. Paul, Minnesota, Prairie du Chien, Wisconsin, and St. Louis, Missouri. In the 1780s, a young Frenchman named Julien Dubuque learned that there were French there, there were rich deposits of lead ore on the west side of the Mississippi River near Prairie du Chien. Lead was valuable because it was used to make ammunition for guns and cannons. Dubuque lived among the Native Americans in the area and mined the ore. Dubuque set up lead mines near the location of the city that bears his name and lived in the area until he died in 1810. And that was an excerpt from A Culinary History of Iowa by Darcy Doherty, Malsey, and other offbeat stuff by Eric Jones, Dan Coffey, and Barrett Thorkelson. Jim Rolson with an Iris short take from the book of Iowa Curiosities. The secret is in the sauce, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Whether he was maintaining journalistic objectivity or not, a reporter from Chicago Sun-Times once noted, searching for the best soul food in Iowa is like looking for a square dance in Harlem. Well, he obviously didn't look too hard in Cedar Rapids. Key out because Al and Irene's has long been the place to go in eastern Iowa for anyone seeking soul food fix. Al and Irene Quarterman claim their family barbecue sauce dates back more than 70 years. They slather it on chicken, pork, back ribs, spare ribs, beef ribs, and even turkey. And they serve it up right with a healthy dollop of coleslaw. Save some room for dessert, too. They make their own delectable pies from scratch. So where exactly did you say the square dance was in Harlem? At Allen Irene's is located east of I-380 near Blair's Ferry Road at 2020 North Town Lane, Northeast. Hours of operation are Tuesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., Sunday 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. For more information, call 319-393-6242. That was an excerpt from Iowa Curiosities, Quirky Characters, Roadside Oddities, and Offbeat Stuff by Eric Jones, Dan Coffey, and Barrett Torkelson. <laughs>